Good morning, queens, and welcome to the Purity After Promiscuity podcast, where we are redefining a woman's worth. I'm your host, Janelle Renee, and here it is Friday. It's our usual day where we meet, we come together, we break bread, uh, we be encouraged, we be uplifted, we be edified, and we just come together as a community um, of sisters, right, to just love on one another. Um, I know you all don't necessarily connect and communicate. I'm going to work on that to figure out how we can truly, like, um, connect, right? And I'm thinking maybe I might start a Facebook group so we can truly have real community in real time, right? So we can truly connect and talk and pray for each other and uplift each other, hold each other accountable, right? So we can truly have like this tangible relationship. And it's not just you guys hearing me week after week on the podcast. So um, look for that soon. But as of right now, we're going to start with our um, second episode of season two. Woo-hoo! I'm excited for today's episode. Um, It's going to be so powerful, and I pray that it's a blessing to you all. I want to say, hey, girl, to all my new listeners. We welcome you. I'm so glad you just decided to join us. Um, This is a podcast where we just come to be uplifted and to to really take hold of our worth, to redefine our worth, to discover our identity, to discover who we really are, to really um, take ownership of our lives, right? To walk in our healing, to walk in our wholeness. And we're so grateful that you decided to come join us on our journey. To all my loyal listeners, oh, what's up? Hey, girl. Hey, queen. I appreciate you so much. Um, You guys are so important to me. Um, I am so happy that you guys continue to go on this journey with me. I pray God is blessing you tremendously. Um, And I am just so grateful for you all. So I just want to let you all know whether you're new, whether you're um, just you've been rocking since the um, first season. Thank you. You guys are so appreciated. Everybody is the real MVP. I appreciate every stream, every listen, every share. You guys don't even know how much it means to me. So I just want to make sure that I just let y'all know that you guys are a blessing to me. So without further ado, let's get into it. So um, this today's message is... Um, are you willing to bet on yourself, right? Like I think as women, we spend a lot of time investing in everything and everyone else, right? Um, especially if you are a mother, if you're a wife, um, if you're in a relationship, if you work, you know, you have a career, a job, um, if you're a business owner, entrepreneur, a creative, whatever the case may be, we are just designed and created to be nurturers. So we, it's like a natural thing for us to just invest, right? Invest in things that matter to us, invest into people that matter to us, people that's important to us, you know, um, we just, you know, we'll go all in, right? And we'll find that we'll give so much time, so much energy to other things, right? That then we are left unfulfilled. We're left empty, right? How many um, people or how many times, you know, you have heard uh, a mother who is in more in her season um, years of life say that she put her dreams on hold because she got married and had children, that she always wanted to be a fill in the blank, right? But never had the opportunity, never got around to doing it because she put her children first. 
um, she put her marriage first, which is nothing wrong with that. You know, again, um, we know, especially those of us who are believers, we know what the Bible say um, as far as our role in, as a wife, right? However, I don't think that the Bible tells us that we have to totally um, disengage from who God created us to be, that we're to totally um, disregard our own purpose and our own destiny, right? And and those, and the promises, right, that God has given us or that, that thing, that burning desire that you just can't get rid of no matter how hard you try, no matter how much time has passed, it's just still there. You can't escape it, right? Those are the things that God placed in you because that's what he needs you to birth in the earth. But sometimes we get so busy birthing other things, you know, birthing children and um, birth, trying to birth our homes and our husband uh, and our marriages, excuse me, that um, we we lose sight of the thing that God put us in the earth to do. And, you know, sometimes it's just like it, it's, it's just it just happens. Right. We just fall into that pattern. It's like we don't even think about it. It's like second nature. You know, like I know me, I had my first child at 19. And so, of course, at that age, first of all, let's be clear i don't even know what being a woman is let alone a mother um and because i came from a a, a home where i never saw um a healthy um example of what a mother is what a wife is you know what a godly woman is you know what um a disciplined woman is what what is a you know, a profitable woman, right? What is a Proverbs 31 woman? You know, I've never seen that. So when it came time for me to have a child, I just kind of went into mommy mode the best that I knew how, right? And so I just found myself trying to make sure that I made my, the life for my son um, better than the life that I had, right? I just wanted to make sure that he didn't have to go through the things that I went through, that he didn't have to experience some of the struggles, um, and, and of course, not having to experience the trauma that I experienced growing up. So my focus did become on him, but also my focus was still on me because I was a kid still. I'm 19. Like, what do I really know? Like, I'm still immature. I'm still underdeveloped. I'm still, like, trying to figure out who I am and, and all of that. So, it was like, it was a constant teeter-totter between being a mom and being a person. Because um, I think a lot of times when we become a mom, we forget that we're still a person. You know, like, we, we just totally just engulf into and, and morph into the mom role that we forget we're we, we're a person first we forget that we were created for a purpose and we have a, a destiny to fulfill first right we, we we lose sight of that because you know here we have these children um that didn't ask to be here and now our priorities shift and all of our time and attention sometimes go on the child and again, I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to be a good mom, wanting to provide, um, wanting to be present, all of those things. But I think the issue is we like balance sometimes. And so when I was thinking about this and I'm like, you know, Lord, um, why is it, you know, that when it comes to like my children, when it comes to other people, uh, when it comes to like um a issue or um, a, a movement or a cause that I'm really passionate about, I don't hesitate. I don't have no type of like um, second thought, right? 
into investing in it, right? Supporting it, right? I don't, you know, it's just like, oh, that's something that I'm passionate about or, oh, this is my child, I love my child and I want to make sure I can support my child. I want them to be able to do, you know, what they, what they're, what they want to do or what their dreams are, you know, to fulfill their dreams, to walk in their purpose, to, to have this experience, whatever it may be. Right. Or, you know, I'm passionate about, you know, giving to the homeless, right. I'm passionate about helping people. I'm passionate about all of these other things that I don't mind sewing into, whether it's sewing my time, whether it's volunteering, whether it's sewing my talents, whether it's sewing monetarily, I don't, I just, I don't even hesitate. Right. But when it comes to me, (laughs) when it comes to Janelle and um, the things that I really love, the things that I like, the dreams that I have in my heart, like the thing that I always wanted to do for years and years and years. Right. Um, The thing I always wanted to be right. The um, career I always wanted to have or the business I always wanted to start or, you know, why is it that I find it hard to invest in me? And I'm like, this is interesting because it's not that I'm afraid to invest. It's not that I'm afraid to to sow into something. It's not that I'm afraid, you know, to, to put myself out there and support something. It's just that when it comes to me, there's some type of fear. And so I had to start doing some um, digging and understand, like, the reason why I have a hard time taking the risk and betting on me is because deep down inside, I don't feel like I'm worthy or I don't think it's going to work or I feel like, you know, everything good happens for other people, but not for me. Right. Especially because I've had a lot of challenges. I've had, I've experienced a lot of hard lessons where I've lost a lot. You know, I spoke in the first episode about um, all the stuff that I have been losing, you know, I have lost a ton of money, y'all. Um, just through bad decision making, right? Aligning with the wrong people. Um, I've lost time. I lost peace. I lost myself, right? Being in, you know, uh, around the wrong people in the wrong relationships. Um, you know, I have in the past tried to start businesses and start um, and a nonprofit and different things like that. And it's that things just didn't pan out the way I had hoped. So, um, for me, I think that just reiterates that feeling of it's just never going to work out for me or, you know, um, no matter how hard I try, you know, it's just, I'm just going to fail, you know, like, and just that, that fear of failure. Right. And just having that, it's just fear, really, whether it's fear of the unknown, whether it's fear of failure, whether it's fear of disappointment, whether it's fear, you know, of whatever, it's just rooted in fear. And it's like, well, why is this fear here? And I had to realize the fear is here because I really do not value myself. I don't really look at myself and see myself worthy. You know, it's like you see, like for me, you know, I can be on my social media and I don't feel jealous or envious when I see other people, but I feel in my mind subconsciously, I think I say to myself, oh, like, yeah, like that's amazing. And that happened for them, but that couldn't happen for me. Right. You know what I mean? So it's not that I'm looking at people and I'm just like angry or I'm just like obsessive or, you know, jealous or envious. But there are moments where I have been jealous and envious. Like, let's like this is a podcast where we keep it all the way. One hundred. We be honest and transparent. 
there are moments where I have been jealous and have been envious of other people and their accomplishments and, and you know, and their, and, and their celebrations and, you know, their um, life and, and the things where they are, you know, and the things that they have accomplished and the things that they have done or their marriage or, you know, all of the things, you know, right. There are moments because I'm like, dang, you know, what about me or why hasn't it happened for me yet? Or what is so better about them? You know, cause I'm just honest. Like those are the thoughts that, that it has come through my mind. And so I think that over time, just that constant discouragement, right? Um, the constant felt expectations, the constant, you know, trying this or that, like finally building up the faith to step and take a risk, right? And then when I do it and then I follow my face, it's like, oh, well, I shouldn't have did it anyway, right? And then I go back and it, and it just reinforces that fear. Like I shouldn't step out. I shouldn't get out the comfort zone. I shouldn't get out the boat. I shouldn't try to go into the deep waters, right? Because I'm going to drown. Because the last time I drowned. And so I'm like, oh, maybe there are some other women out, out here like me who, who've been struggling with taking a risk on you. Like you're your, you're your, your most valuable asset. Like being in finance, um, one question that they would ask us um, would be, what is your most valuable asset? And so you hear a question like that. And the first thing you think, you think of your tangible assets, right? You think of stuff like if you, you know, if you have, um, you know, investment vehicles, you think if you have houses, property, you think if you have vehicles, you think if you have, you know, coins, if you have bonds, you have stocks, you have mutual funds, you know, if you have um, whole life policies, you know, you think of something that is like um, material, right? But then they always say, no, you are your most valuable asset because you are the one thing that if you, if your family was to lose you, you can't be replaced. You can lose a house, a car, money, you can lose everything monetary and get it back. It can be replaced. But once you are gone, you can't be replaced. And I think not understanding that we are our most valuable asset. So because we are our most valuable asset, we should make sure that we are investing into us, into making sure that we have a healthy mindset, a healthy spirit, a healthy soul, right? That we make sure, you know, that we have a healthy perception of ourselves in life, right? That we are making sure that we are doing what we need to do, investing in our mental health. If we need, if we're struggling, right? If we have, if we have been um, in arrested development because we're stuck in a in an area of our childhood, where we experience trauma and we can't move past it. If we've been so hurt so many times by and by different men and different relationships and now it has created a gaping hole in our soul. Like whatever it is, right? If you've experienced some type of abuse, if you have gone through some type of hardship, if you had some type of severe difficulty in your life that has created a void, that has created a wound, that's something that needs to be addressed. So you need to invest in that healing. You need to invest in becoming whole. You need to invest into dealing with that so you can be healthy. So now you can go forward and you can be the best you. But oftentimes we don't look at 
that ourselves or we don't look at our circumstance in that way. We think like, oh, you know, if you come from a family like me, you know, it's just taboo to, to go to counseling. Like we don't go to counseling. We don't talk to strangers about our problem. What goes on in this house stays in this house or people just walk around broken. Like that's just the norm. People, all kinds of dysfunctional, all kinds of broken and dealing with and trying to self-medicate, right? Whether it's through alcohol, whether it's through different vices, it doesn't matter. But see, that's the manifestation that something's internally wrong, right? And, And a lot of times, instead of us addressing the issue, we try to just cover it up. So we don't invest in ourselves. And then we have these grandiose, you know, um, ideas, or we have these grandiose, um, dreams and desires that we want to fulfill, but we don't do the bare minimum of investing in the better version of us. So we can actually attain that dream, that goal, that aspiration, that desire. And so, you know, I feel like a lot of times, um, also we don't invest in ourselves because we just don't think we worthy. Like we just don't think we good enough. Like we believe because we've been traumatized because we have had, you know, abuse because we have been disregarded and somebody has mismanaged our heart or we've had a, a lot of people mismanage our heart because we've been abandoned and rejected, right? Because we've experienced, um, losses because we experienced, um, a lot of hardship. We begin to feel like it's us. Something's wrong with me. You know, it gotta be me, you know, like all these, you know, how, people say only bad things happen to me you know every time I turn around this that and the third is happening right because you just unfortunately have been in a cycle where you have experienced a lot of extreme hardships you know that that's life and that's real and I'm not here to minimize that because I've had that particular testimony myself where you feel like every no matter how hard you try you try to get up you try to move forward you try to get out right and it's like nothing you take a step or two forward and then it's 10 step backwards and you find yourself just in this cycle where you're net you're moving but you're going nowhere right and then it just takes a toll on you you know, um, there's a scripture in the Bible and it says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. Sometimes we just have a sick heart. And because our heart is sick and out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, that's where you get all of that self-destructive talk. That's when you tell yourself you're nothing. That's when you tell yourself nobody's going to love you. You're unlovable. That's when you tell yourself you're never going to amount to nothing. That's when you tell yourself, you know, that you you can't, you're not good enough. You know, nobody who, who would listen to you. Why should you write the book? Why should you start the podcast? Why should you start the ministry? You know, all of these things, right? Why do you tell yourself you're fat or you're stupid, you're ugly? All of the things that we say to ourselves, even if it's just we say it in our minds. You know, when you have a sick heart, that that's what you the that So, it's like when you have a um sick heart because you have a broken heart or because you, you know, you have a contaminated heart with all of your um past experiences, it's going to become Okay, y'all, so before I started the episode today, I just really prayed against distractions because I'm like, 
I come and I come to take care of business. When I come to do the podcast, I come with a clear mind. I pray. I pray over y'all. I pray over the episode. I pray over what I say. And I come and I need to get out what it is that I believe that I need. Because I I just feel like when you have something to do, when you have an assignment, a lot of times we know distractions going to come. And sometimes we can't avoid it. Like we just got to deal with it, right? Um, And so like I was hoping though that I wouldn't get a distraction this morning of somebody calling my phone. Because normally y'all, my phone don't ring all like that. I don't talk to a lot of people. But this one person, you know, can be very annoying and they just keep calling my phone and it's like and i've told them before right like yo on friday mornings if i don't answer the phone it's because i'm busy doing the podcast so don't keep calling me but for the person to keep calling me disrupting the podcast i'm not going to continue to allow that to happen so now they blocked because i'm going to do what it is that i came here to do because i have an assignment and my assignment is to help my sisters redefine their worth my assignment is to help my sisters walk in their healing and wholeness and take back ownership of their life right that's what i'm here to do so i'm not going to allow no distraction who ain't got nothing to talk about who not adding no value to my life to try to continue to hinder what i got to do today so i'm sorry y'all i just had to get that out because I was getting a little frustrated, but it's all good. So anyway, just talking about a sick heart, right? Um, When you have a sick heart, it's very difficult to um, be positive. It's very difficult to, you know, have that confidence, have that hope, have that trust, have that belief, not just in you, but even in other things. Like, because I had a sick heart, not only did I really not trust or believe in me, I didn't trust and believe in God either. Because for me... I felt like if if I let me down, if I can't accomplish the things I want to accomplish, you know, if if I keep having these uh, these negative experiences, if I keep being disappointed, if if I keep you know being um, hurt and abused and all of these things, and God has allowed all of this, right? Not to say He caused it, but He allowed it. Because he didn't stop it. So if that is true, then surely God isn't going to come and help me. Surely God isn't going to change my circumstance. Because my heart was so sick that all I could do was be negative. So this is why it's so important to first identify the fact that there is an area of my life. There is something going on with me and I need to address it. And then take the initiative to invest in you. Like oftentimes I noticed that when I was selling um, life insurance, um, we all know we don't. it's a taboo um, conversation. Most people don't like to talk about it. Um, death, right? But the truth is the moment you're born, there's an expected end. We're all going to die. And the thing that I recognized when I was selling life insurance is that people, you got to really sell people life insurance. Like you have to really show people the value of life insurance. And it's like, but you see every day, whether it's on social media, whether it's in the news, whether it's in your own personal life, somebody passing away. And a lot of times a person passes away and they don't have life insurance. So then what happens? 
their half and family members have to, you know, try to get the money together. Family members are trying to do a GoFundMe. They're trying to, you know, get, um, do some kind of fundraisers and, you know, borrow whatever the case may be when you could have just invested in a simple life insurance policy. You don't have to get a, a life insurance policy to, you know, leave hundreds and hundreds of thousands or tens of thousands of dollars to anybody. You don't have to, it's really your choice. You can just get a policy just to cover your funeral expenses. That can cost you as little as like 20 bucks a month, right? But again, it's people don't see the value in investing in themselves, right? Or their future. Because we're so in a instantaneous, instant gratification um, society that it's sometimes difficult for a person to see the value of, okay, I'm going to pay this monthly now for something that's going to happen in the future. When it's really one of, uh, it's a very, very good decision and great investment because you're you're making an investment, A, not to, your, your family is already grieving, right? They're already grieving. They're already, you know, going through, right? They're already, you know, hurting and all of that. And now you have to add the stress on trying to figure out how to even bury you. That to me, that that is even more traumatizing, right? And so, um, again, it's just not seeing the value to invest in it. And a lot of times we don't see the value to invest in our healing, in our wholeness. Um, thankfully, COVID has helped us to, to really try to um, shed some light on that, how important it is, how important mental health is, right? And getting that um, healing. But for generations, we just, we just walked around sick. Right. And so even as women, a lot of time we'll be broken. A lot of time we'll be literally walking around like the woman with the issue of blood in the Bible. She had an issue of um, blood for 12 years. She was bleeding. Now, this particular woman was trying to get a remedy to her situation. She was trying to find um, doc. She had found doctors and tried different things to try to help stop the bleeding. But everything she tried didn't work. So she ended up spending all her money, everything she had, all her resources on all these doctors and all this stuff that didn't work because the thing that worked you, or what's a, or what that one thing that was to work, she had to get to that place of desperation where she was so willing to get her healing that she was willing to do whatever it took. And she got to that place where when she was around this crowd and Jesus was in the midst of the crowd. And, you know, if you know anything about the Bible or culture in that day, if you bleeding, you, they like, like you got the plague, like you contaminated, you're considered unclean, you're cast out the community, you're not allowed to live with every, in the community with everybody else. You got to be an outsider. You are, you know, you are not accepted. You can't touch people. People don't want to be near you. You are literally ostracized if you had an issue of blood. Right. And so this woman was already having an issue, which was probably a blood, which is traumatizing because she leaking every day. Now, come on, women. We all know we all have a menstruation. And I know for me that time of the month, I'm like, Ugh, I can't stand it. Like it's just it's just it's just too much sometimes. Right. Because our body goes through so many changes. Our hormones are all over the place, right? You're bloated. You have a headache sometimes. You're grouchy. All of the things. Right. I couldn't imagine bleeding every day for 12 years, y'all. But this woman was. She bled every day for 12 years, and she tried everything she could, everything she could to try to to try to um, treat her situation, to try to treat her her illness, to try to treat this this circumstance that she had, right? And it wasn't until she did all of that and she literally went broke. 
doing everything she tried who knows what all she tried it tells us that she you know went to many doctors she paid them and you know the, and nothing they did or told her to do work who knows what else she tried right because how many people know when you're desperate you willing to try anything somebody tell you to come take this herb somebody tell you to go see this person somebody tell you to go try this thing you know you get to a place where you're willing because you you're, you're so desperate to no longer want to be to be experienced that symptom right so this woman got to that place where she was now at rock bottom. All her money was gone. She's still bleeding. She still needed healing, right? And what did she do? She tried the one thing she did not try. When she saw Jesus, it wasn't the opportune time. It wasn't the greatest time. It wasn't, you know, just her and him. It was a crowd around him. So she already was in a position that normally she wouldn't even be in because she's not even supposed to be around nobody else. She's not even supposed to be in the crowd or around the crowd, right? And so, so much commotion going on. Everybody trying to get to Jesus. You can imagine, like, in the crowd, people bumping each other. Everybody trying to, you know, get to him, you know, and it's just so much going on. But this woman was so desperate that she went through this crowd and she just decided, she said to herself, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, because she knew that in that time that Jesus was performing miracles. Jesus was healing people. Blind was seeing, lame was walking, right? All of those things. And so she understood, like, I've tried everything else. Let me try this. And when she did that, it was her faith. Because again, people, if the people would have really paid attention or who's, we don't know if they did. Like people, that could have started a riot because she now contaminates. She, I'm sure she bumping up against people. I'm sure she touched people. I'm sure, you know, all of this, but people probably so distracted with just trying to get to Jesus too, that they didn't pay no attention, but she was willing to put herself out there. She was willing to invest in herself so much so and invest in the healing that she needed so much so that she did not care what consequences could have arised she could have even touched his the hem of his garment and he could have turned around and rebuked her right but she was willing to put it all out there to invest in what she knew she needed most and that was her healing and so when she did because she did it he turned around and he said daughter your faith has made you well, right? He said, daughter, because he needed to heal her soul. He needed to heal her in the areas where she wasn't physically bleeding, but she was spiritually bleeding because she had been rejected by everybody, been abandoned by everybody, been persecuted, been talked about, been ostracized, been marginalized, right? She went through all of that on top of the fact she was constantly bleeding. How many of us are like the woman with the issue of blood? where we're constantly bleeding. We're constantly bleeding, but we're doing everything else to try to just keep ourselves distracted or to try to, to, to stop the bleeding, right? We get in relationship after relationship, or we try new endeavor after new endeavor. We go to new job after new job. We do, we do, you know, we get consumed with, you know, our family or our children, you know, we do everything but focus on the, the main issue was the fact that since you bleeding, right? So I had to sit and look at myself like, why am I so afraid to bet on myself? It's because I've been bleeding for so long. Now that I'm not bleeding no more, I don't, I still don't know how to function now as a person on the other side, right? Now that I'm no longer bleeding, right? Because see, that's the thing. 
you can get taken out of a situation physically, but mentally you can still be in the situation. So yeah, I may not have no longer been bleeding no more. I may not no longer been in that financial situation no more. I may no longer been struggling no more, but mentally my mind was still back there. I was still in that place of bleeding. I was still in that place of struggling. I was still in that place of lack because my body, my physical situation had changed, but my mind had not. So because my mind had not, I, I be, I've allowed myself to just be paralyzed with fear and I've been afraid to bet on myself. Is that you, sis? Have you, do you have this amazing idea? Do you have this burning desire to, to create something? Do you have this, just the, this, this innovative, creative, you know, um, just opera, just, just amazing dream, right? Do you have a, a blueprint for this um, to, to innovate and create some type of product or service, right? Do you have something, some, some burning desire for and passion for a certain cause or to a certain group of people? But because you are so, your heart is so sick and you've been bleeding so long that you're afraid to bet on yourself. That you constantly tell yourself that it's not going to work anyway. You're constantly telling yourself you're going to fail anyway. You're constantly telling yourself that you can't do it. You don't have what it takes. Oh, you don't have the right support. You don't have enough money. You're not smart enough. Is that you? But then if, 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 if one of your close friends or family members or, or children, or if somebody just that you love, somebody that you're connected to, that you care for was to come to you and they had this grand idea and they were so excited about this, about this, this business idea. They're so excited about this invention. They're so excited about this opportunity. They're so excited about this new endeavor. You will be willing to support it, right? You'd be willing to support it. You'd be willing to, to do, do whatever you could to help them. But when it comes to us, when it comes to you, you don't. So I'm like, as we are redefining our worth, we have to start being able to bet on ourselves. We have to start investing in ourselves and get like that woman with the issue of blood, get so desperate for our healing is so desperate for our wholeness because before we can walk into that destiny and that promised land and before we can can manifest right um these things in a intangibly we first got to be healthy we first got to be whole right we first have to have a, a a a clean heart a healthy heart right because Again, the Bible say, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak. So whatever so a man thinketh, so is he. So if you're speaking negative about yourself, you're thinking negative about yourself, that's what you're going to see. It's the law of sowing and reaping. Whatever you sow, you're going to reap. You can't expect to constantly sow negativity, constantly sow doubt, constantly sow fear, and expect a different result. That's just impossible. It don't work like that. So you can't be afraid to take ownership of your life and to invest in yourself, even when it's scary. Do you again, I did not want to get on this podcast.
y'all. <laughs> this phone, though. I don't have no understanding why I keep um, ringing. But we about to keep rocking, though. But again, you cannot be afraid to invest in yourself. You cannot be afraid to bet on yourself. Investing and betting on you is going to be the best investment you can ever make. Even for your children, even for your, your 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 husband, even for your family, even for your generations, like right, we gotta start stop looking at things like, oh, I don't want to go talk about nobody, go talk to nobody about all my business. How about let's start reframing how what what we think about things? Like, no, you're not going to talk to nobody about all your business. You're going to go get your healing. And if going to get your healing means you got to sit down with a stranger who is not biased, who is not judgmental, who has the skills and the knowledge and the ability to help you work through your issues, then that's an investment. Right? That's an investment in you because the you're going to yield a return. The return is you're going to be healed. The return is you're no longer going to be in bondage. The return is you're no longer going to be paralyzed and stuck in that, that place of trauma. Right? That's an investment. And you can be a better you. You can be a happier you. You can be a more fulfilled you. You can be, you know, uh, have more joy, have more peace, right? I, I'd rather go talk to a stranger, spend the money so I don't have to walk around miserable. So I don't have to walk around blaming everybody and having a victim mentality and having and just want and just having pity on myself. That's an investment, right? Don't be afraid to invest in yourself. That is a part of redefining your worth, is recognizing that you're worth it, no matter what it costs. You're worth it. To, to be the best version of you, you're worth it. To, to help to create the best life, your dream life, you're worth it, right? That's why people go to school. How many people go to college, end up with hundreds of thousands of dollars, or tens of thousands of dollars in debt, trying to invest in themselves in their education, graduate, and don't even work in the field that they got a degree in. But we'll do that. <laughs> we'll make that investment because somewhere in our minds, we have tricked ourselves to believe just because you spent all this money on the education that automatically is going to create some type of prosperous life for you. We all know that's not true. We know people. We might be the people who have many degrees, more degrees than a thermometer, and they still poor, they still broke, they still miserable, they still mean, they still depressed, they still lonely, fill in the blank, right? Because the before you invest in anything else, you really should invest in your mind. You really should invest in your soul. You really should make sure that you mentally are healthy. You should make sure that that your mind, your will, your emotions, your heart, all of that is healthy. Because no matter what else you do, you're going to constantly be self-destructive because your heart is still sick. You can change your outer circumstance all you want. But the Bible says a wise woman builds up her house, but a foolish woman tears it down with her own hands. Nine out of 10, when you don't invest in you and your healing and your wholeness, your mental health, your physical health, you're going to be like the foolish woman. You're going to tear down your own house with your own hands. Nobody got to do that for you. The enemy don't got to come do that. You'll do it because your heart is sick. 
your perception, your mindset. So I don't want us to look at things like counseling, therapy, grief counseling, going to sit with your pastor, marital counseling, whatever it is, right? Going to get your mental health checkup, a psychologist. It doesn't matter, right? If you got to join some kind, some type of group, right? Some, some support group, whether you struggle with addiction, it doesn't matter. Don't, don't be too prideful and don't be embarrassed. You're not the only one. Guess what? When you go to the group, you ain't the only one there. Trust me, when you, when you contact the therapist or the counselor, you ain't their only client. We got to get out of that mindset or we, we, we often want to focus on the monetary value, right? The, the money, because we always want to think like something isn't worth what it, what, what, what it costs. Yo, I believe my healing and my wholeness is priceless. So if I have to pay my counselor $110 an hour a session, I ain't going to have to go for the rest of my life, hopefully. But however much it costs me, if I'm going to be a better version of me, for me, for my kids, for my, my husband, for the, my family, the people around me, the, my friends, my future, then that's a good investment. But then we'll go out, you know, we'll look at something like, like I, I was talking about life insurance before, right? So we'll look at life insurance and we'll say, we can't afford it. And it's twenty dollars, <laughs> depending on your situation. But let's just throw a figure out there. It could be twenty dollars a month, right? You could probably get you a ten thousand, fifteen thousand dollar policy term life, right? Um, maybe twenty thousand. Anywho, but we'll say, oh, we can't afford that because we don't see the value. Because again, that's us investing in what's going to happen in the future. Not can happen, but we'll go. What's going to happen? But because we don't believe that it's going to happen right now. We don't see the value in it. So we'll say we can't afford it. But then I know me, I go and I go to the coffee shop and get me a matcha or a chai regularly, like every day if I'm out and about. And that's four and $5 a day. You know what I'm saying? And I get a large sometimes. So sometimes seven, six something. I'm just being transparent, right? So if I get a chai or matcha from the coffee shop every day for one week, that is literally $35 because it's seven days in a week. So that's more than $20 a month for life insurance. But because I like a chai and I see the value in me getting what I like, I go and I spend the money. But because I don't really care for or see the value in, you know, life insurance, I won't spend the money and I'll use the excuses I can't afford it. But then I go and I throw away money on things that are not making me um, richer, are not adding value to my life and that are not profitable because I drink the matcha and then I throw the cup away and it's done. It's over with. Right. That's it. Yeah, I got that instant gratification and I've satisfied, you know, that taste. But at the end of the day, that's it. But see, that's how that's what our mindset be, right? We look at things and because we don't want to see the value or maybe we don't understand the value, we ignore it, right? Or we or we um we just dismiss it altogether because we just don't think of it as an investment. And if you already have went through your healing, if you already have went through your process, if you've already went to counseling, therapy, or whatever, you know, was was your vehicle and your avenue of, of becoming whole or dealing with some things from your past or some trauma or some wounds that may have been hindering you that you needed to heal from. Say you're already, you know, to a place where you're already walking in your healing, but you're afraid to invest in your in your idea. You're afraid to invest in your in your business. You're afraid to invest in your book. 
you're afraid to invest in your podcast or clothing line, right? You're, whatever it is, you're afraid to invest because you have that fear of what if? What if it don't work? What if it do work? You know, when my kids say stuff like that, like, you know, um, it ain't going to work or, you know, it's too hard. And I always say, do you understand how how many times most successful people have failed at something? And if they gave up the first time something didn't work right or didn't go the way as expected, they wouldn't be successful today. You can't live in fear of the what if. Yes, do your research. Yes, do your due diligence. Yes, be wise. But at the when you've done all that, at the end of the day, I'd rather fail forward than to never try and always live in the what if. So it's like, we have to really get to a place where we're really willing to invest in ourselves at at any means necessary, like period, where you commit to yourself, like I'm going after my dream this year, period. I'm going, I'm going to get everything God has for me. That's just what it is. That's my mindset, period. And if that means um, whatever I need to do to invest in me, whether it's my mindset, my mental health, if I need to get a coach, a mentor, if I need to get in the, you know, you know, make get into the right network or the right rooms, whatever it is I need to do, whether whatever it costs me, if I have it, the Lord bless me to have it, I'm just gonna have to risk it all because why? Because if I don't do nothing, I can only expect nothing. Right? If I keep sitting here thinking about it, talking about it, but never moving in action, what? Faith without works is dead. But again, I have to move past this fear, right? This fear of the of failing, the fear of the unknown, the fear of being uncomfortable, right? Because I know for me, that's a big issue. Like anytime something makes me uncomfortable, I literally want to run the other way because I don't like being stretched. I don't like being uncomfortable unless it's, it, unless it's something... And this is so funny, but unless it's something that I I am like, like I'm in agreement with, right? Like say I decide I'm going to commit to start going walking and doing two and three miles a day. That's something, you know, yes, that's going to stretch me. But at the end of the day, that's something I like. I like being in nature. I like walking. I like having that time to myself and with God. So I'll do that, right? Because it's just something that I like, something that I want to do. But when it comes to something that I really don't want to do or something that's really challenging and uncomfortable, I tend to run because I don't like it. But this is the year that I had to really stand and look myself in the mirror and say, if I really want the life that I believe God has for me, if I really want to accomplish the things and do the things that I believe is a part of my destiny and purpose, I have to be willing to bet on myself. I have to be willing. I have to be willing to get uncomfortable. I have to be willing to sacrifice. I have to be willing to let go of some things. I have to be willing to speak up, right? Because a lot of times I'll just be quiet. I won't say nothing because I don't really, you know, sometimes I'll be apprehensive, you know, I'll be scared. Um, even though I get on the podcast and I speak and you are probably like, really? Um, but truth, you know, it depends. You know, a lot of times I like to be in the background. So it takes a, it's, it's taken a lot for me to, to commit to doing this podcast because I would prefer to not. I would prefer to just talk to my little friend group, you know, and have these type of conversations with them and all that. And I would be perfectly fine. But to get up here to talk to people I may not ever meet all across the world, you know, when I look at my um, analytics, you know, there are people all across the world who have listened or streamed the podcast. And I'm like, wow. But to be honest, 
I would prefer to stay in my comfort zone. But I decided this year, 2022, is my year. Like, I'm not holding back. I'm going to have to take the risk. I'm going to have to believe that I am worth that I'm worth it. And even if I do it and it don't work out, I'm going to have to be able to have the grit to get up and to, and to, and to, and to um, recoup and then go forth again. You know, maybe, maybe, you know, I need to sit back and evaluate what went wrong. Maybe there's nothing I could have did to prevent what happened. But at the end of the day, I'm gonna have to take the lessons and I'm gonna have to keep it moving because I have, I've lost too much already and I have too much to lose. I got, I got children. You know, I got family. I got legacy. So I I wanted to just leave that with y'all today that, sis, bet on yourself. Invest in yourself. Don't be afraid. Yes, again, mindset, the most important thing. Because you can get a lot of money. You can become successful overnight and lose it all because you have the wrong mindset. So getting your healing, becoming whole is number one. Make that investment if you haven't. Um, trust me, it'll be worth it. Find you somebody, do your research, read reviews, you know, talk to a few different therapists, counselors, psychologists, pastors, marriage counselors, whatever it is, whatever it is you need to do that. I'm telling you, it was one of the best things I could have ever done. And then bet on you. Invest in your dream. Invest in that idea you have. Invest into that invention you want to create. Invest in that foundation you want to found. Invest in that business you want to create. You know, invest in that service you want to provide. Invest in, if it is getting some education or getting some skill, invest in it. If it's a course, invest in it. Whatever it is. Don't live your life for everything and everybody else and you and, and then You get to the end of your life and you have a bunch of regret. I wish I would have. I wish I could have. The best thing you can do for your kids is is to bet on yourself. Is to invest in yourself so you can be the reference. You can be the example for them of of what it takes, of how, of hard work, you know, of how diligence and faith, being faithful and being committed and being disciplined and sacrificing right? You can be their example. You don't have to constantly, you know, go to uh, celebrities and other people that, you know, are, are, you know, far off. You can be the example that they need to help be their motivation. They can grow up and be like, I want to be like my mom. Cause I watched my mom. I watched her, you know, do what she had to do. I watched my mom invest in herself. I watched my mom, you know, bet on herself. I watched my mom, you know, sacrifice. I watched my mom give her all. I watched, you can be the one. You can be like in the Proverbs 31, it says that they're her husband, her children and her husband, they rise up and call her blessed. You can be that. But you gotta you gotta bet on yourself, sis. You gotta invest in you. Don't let your dreams die. Don't. I'm telling you, you are the most important asset you own, that you have. You, you are the only asset that cannot be replaced. Don't let people fool you that, okay, after, you know, your kids grow up, they get grown, they move out, then you can. You're going to be tired. What? Come on now. 
The time is now. We we often deceive ourselves in thinking, oh, it's going to be a, a perfect opportunity. It's going to be the perfect timing. It's going to come with the perfect circumstances. Everything's just going to align. It's just going to be this perfect, magical moment. Honey, no, it's not. Sometimes you got to create the opportunity. Sometimes the opportunity is going to look scary. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's not going to be convenient. But, I mean, at the end of the day, no risk, no reward, right? We can't always assume that things are going to be the way we expect them to be. Sometimes we have missed the opportunity of a lifetime because we simply thought it was too too crazy. We thought it was too crazy. It was too difficult. Oh, we like, no, it can't, no, I can't do that. No, but, but you have, you have what you need. You already got it, but you just, you talk yourself out of it. You self-sabotage, right? But no, nah, this year, this year, I want to hear testimonies. Again, um, I'm going to look into creating a Facebook group because I want to hear real testimonies. I want to hear how, you know, y'all have gotten um, encouraged how you got a, um, a, a word, an answer prayer, how you literally have got something from this podcast and it added so much value to your life that it changed your life in, in, the, in the greatest way, right? I want to hear how you went and got your healing, how you went and got your wholeness. I want to hear how you start betting on yourself. I want to hear how you start walking in your identity, how you started redefining your worth, how you start being the best version of you. I want to hear it. I want to hear how you started that business, how you wrote that book. I want to hear it. I want to know that it ain't just me because it's no fun by yourself. I don't want to I don't want to go to the next level by myself. I want my people with me. So I'm telling you, like, we're not playing. We're not playing this season. We're not playing, period. It's like it's all or nothing. It's all or nothing. I know what it's like to 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 have nothing. To I know what it's like to struggle. I know what it's like. So that listen, I'm not interested. I know what it's like to live in fear. But today, I had to make a promise to myself that I'm invested in myself. Period. In me, because I I understand. The best investment I can make in me. So even when I'm having to pay money for a course, even when I'm having to pay money for some classes, even if I have to pay somebody to to get mentored, guess what? I don't look at it as though I'm paying them. I look at it as I'm investing in me and I'm expecting a hundredfold return on my investment. Because I don't know everything. So that I know I need to get around people who do. And sometimes that costs money. So I'm willing to make that investment because I understand that I'm investing in myself. So I just challenge you to just change your mindset about some things. Yeah, you know, we are living in a a time where everybody's a coach. Everybody's a guru. You know, everybody has a class, a course, a master, a mastermind and all of these things. Just do your due diligence. Do your research. Use discernment. 
you know every everybody and everything ain't for everybody right you have to find someone who will resonate with you who you align with right someone who if you especially if you are a christian that you prayed and asked god to lead you to to show you you know to um make the connection or you know to highlight them for you or whatever to make sure that this is not just you and your decision but this is a god decision right because we know that every opportunity is not a god opportunity so i'm not saying just go out all willy-nilly and just start you know doing all kinds of things i'm saying don't be afraid when you know you've done everything, you know, you prayed, you know, you've, you've, um, did your research, you know, you, you looked into the person, you looked at the reviews, you know, you did everything you can do. They align with your values. They align with what you want to do, where you're going, you know, all of the things, right. You have, you know, whatever, whatever it is that you need to do to do your due diligence. Once you know all that that is done and you feel the release, like God is saying, go forth, don't be intimidated. And don't worry about the money, you know, because sometimes some of these courses or some of these coaches, some of these, you know, masterminds, some of these challenges or whatever they can cost, right? And sometimes the cost can get up there. But again, it's like, what are you willing to do? What are you willing to sacrifice, right? A lot of us will go out to the store. I know I'm guilty. My bank account, man, listen, I swipes my card, okay? I go to the store, I buy, go to the grocery store. I'm always shopping, buying something, right? And again, some stuff are necessities and essentials and, and a lot of stuff not. By the time I add up all the money I done spent on non-essentials, I could have bought somebody's $100,000 mastermind, okay? <laughs> you know, I'm exaggerating. But seriously, though, you know, if we if we look at how we are allocating our funds, our money, if we're looking at, you know, what really are we spending our money on, we'll find that we already have what we need. We just have to, um, you know, re rearrange some things, right? Reprioritize some things. So don't be intimidated. And again, if it's God's will, I'm sure he going to foot the bill. He going to pay for it. So don't be intimidated. Don't be intimidated by the person by the platform they human just like you right you know but don't be afraid to invest in yourself don't be afraid to step out don't be afraid to love on yourself don't be afraid to say no don't be afraid to say no because you need to be committed to your process right don't be afraid to keep your word to yourself right that's all about us being making sure that we are valuing ourselves and we understand we're worthy we understand our time is priceless right so we got to begin to really walk in our worth we have to begin to really walk in our healing and our wholeness and take ownership of our lives if we want to see anything different so i leave you with this queens just don't be afraid to bet on yourself Hey, queens, I know I said a lot. I hope it made sense. I hope it resonated with you. I hope you got something from it. Um, please know that it's all coming from a genuine place because I love you all. And I can't sit here and let y'all just stay in the place of mediocrity or stay in the place of being unhealthy. That's not what this podcast is about. So um, if you're not ready to move forward, I totally understand. If you're not ready to redefine your worth, that's fine. But again, this, is, this podcast is 
for women who have gotten to that place where they're like, I'm, I'm tired of living this same life. I'm tired of being on this hamster wheel in this same cycle. I'm going nowhere fast. I keep making the same decisions, expecting a different result. And I'm, and I'm miserable and I'm tired and I'm unhappy and I'm unfulfilled. And I'm ready to really take ownership of my life. I'm really ready to walk in my healing, my wholeness. I'm ready to def- redefine my worth. That's what this podcast is all about. And so if that's you, sis, I just want to congratulate you already because I already know, Lord, that I mean, I already know that the Lord is moving. I already know Holy Spirit is moving in this podcast. I know that he is really stirring up his spirit in a lot of you women. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for what God is doing, what he is going to do through you. I'm excited to hear your testimony. I'm rooting for you and I believe in you. And so, um, as always, we know that our past does not define us. It develops us and you are worthy.